This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. This is the Hollywood Raw Podcast, hosted by entertainment veteran Dax Holt and street journalist Adam Glynn. Welcome to the Hollywood Raw Podcast. I'm Dax Holt, joined by my good buddy Adam Glenn, who is out in New York just killing it. I heard you got a, a ton of big celebrities coming into town. How did you do today with these celebs, dude? I, dude, I, I didn't do well. <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to lie. I miss Sylvester Stallone. I miss John no. Cena. I did not do well. I'm very disappointed. You can't miss, no, no, no. You cannot miss Sylvester Stallone when he is one of the biggest things in news right now. Yeah. I did. It was. I don't. I, I just did not get him. Bottom line, and Ugh, it stinks, and bummer. I'm not happy. And but uh, coming up is the MTV Music Awards. I don't know. Maybe I'll get some other people that will come in this weekend. That'll be just as good. Oh, I'm sorry, dude. That sucks. No I know worries. That feeling of like you just want it so bad, and then womp womp. Yeah, it's it's part of the job, and you know what? It comes with uh, the territory. Sometimes. You know, it's part of the job is luck. Unfortunately, it just luck wasn't on my side this one. All right. Well, let's get into the raw rundown. Let's not dwell on this anymore. We got so many things in entertainment news. We got the top 10 stories to get you caught up before going into the weekend. Uh, before we start that, I want to hit up uh, a couple iTunes reviews uh, for people that took the time to leave us a little review and give them a shout out. So let me read the one. Okay. This one comes from RME... Wi-Fi, maybe? W-I-F-1. So glad I found y'all from Milton, Georgia. Go dogs! Well, thank you so much for leaving the review. However, it would be nice, and I try to remind you guys all the time, if you're going to leave a review, just throw your name on here. Just <laughs> at the end of the review so I can give you a proper shout-out to your name, not R-E-M-W-I-F-1. Yeah, it looks like your <laughs> Wi-Fi password or something like that you put up there. <laughs> Uh, but no, honestly, thank you for taking the time. So nice. Right, let's yeah. do another one. Next one says this from Largo88, five stars. A part of my morning ritual. Love your podcast. The most interesting topics, and you guys are the realest. I listen to all your podcasts while I get ready in the morning. Nothing better and so entertaining. You make the mornings a lot easier. Thanks, guys. Keep up the great work. LA. So thank you. That was an awesome review. I mean, you hit us exactly where we love it, the sweet spot where, you know, we want to be that morning ritual for you. So thank you. Yes. All right, Dax. Now on to the top 10 stories of the week. Starting oh, with number 10. This week? You only want two reviews? We're just jumping in? Yeah, let's get right to it. Okay. I guess what Adam says goes, guys. Sorry. <laughs> Whoever wrote number three, you're out. Uh, okay. We'll get to you next week. What's the top 10 stories <laughs> of the week? Uh, starting with number 10. Number 10. All right. Obviously, uh, Jake Paul has failed to find a fight. You know, he went from YouTuber to uh, a, a truly good boxer, and he can't find anyone to fight him. So now Rick Ross is offering $10 million to anyone willing to box Jake 
Paul. You know, he had a couple failed fights, one to Tommy Fury and one to Hazim Rahim, or Raham, how do you say his last name? Yeah, something like that. Rahman. It doesn't matter. Hazim Rahman Jr., I think is how you say the other boxer's name. Uh, But there's just been issue after issue, no one stepping in the ring. Um, And so Rick Ross says, look, I'm going to offer $10 million on top of the fight purse, which is whatever the person will agree to fight with, you know, like their paycheck to fight. He's going to give them $10 million on on top of it just to get in the ring and fight uh, Jake Paul, which what I'm trying to say, why? Like, why yeah. does Rick Ross care? I don't understand why he get involved. It's not... I, to be honest, with you, it was fun at first, but the the whole Jake Paul fighting situation—it's not fun. It's not interesting. It's not entertaining because he never fights really a boxer. It's just you know you want all right. You want to be a boxer? Well, no fight boxers a boxer. want to fight him, right? I don't think they, it's. I don't understand what the story is. You know, they want to do these celebrity fights, and I just I want to see him fight a boxer or fight someone who's legit. Let's see how legit you are as a fighter, not against a, a UFC guy who's at the. Not even at the end of his career. His career is already over. You know, I, I don't want to see you fight. I mean, I know they're talking about him fighting in um, KSI, who's another YouTube star. But I'm just like, if you're that good of a fighter, I just want to see your, the skills. And there's just, it's too many games. And I'm just annoyed by it all. But do you think people don't want to fight him because they don't want to lose to a YouTuber at the end of the day? Like, they, they've spent their entire life becoming boxers and training for this moment. And then to get knocked out by a YouTuber... Even though he's like, in my mind, he's a fighter now. I'm, I'm not calling him a YouTuber because I think he is. I, I'm saying the perspective of someone else who's trained their whole life to become a boxer is just looking at him as like, is he a joke? Is he, you know, no one, no one cares. He's got no real credentials behind him other than he's been in a couple fights. Listen, it would hurt the ego, it hurt the soul, it hurt your career if you were to lose to, to Jake Paul, so there is that risk. However, if you want your name out there, if you want to, and you are a boxer and you want to show that you're actually credible, I think it's a mm-hmm. great fight to jump on. There, the money's there, the, the attention is there, people are rooting for you. People want to see Jake Paul lose. Be the guy that makes Jake Paul lose. All right. Number nine. Numero nueve. Charlie D'Amelio and her mom are putting on their dancing shoes and joining the Dancing with the Stars cast. This is so funny to me. Um, you know, I, I I expected Charlie D'Amelio. I did not expect her mom, Heidi, to also be see- signing up for season 31 of Dancing with the Stars, which won't be on ABC, by the way. This is going to be streaming on Disney+. Plus. This is a big change for them. They're switching over. You know, obviously, Charlie is... A huge, huge celebrity. She's got a hundred great dancer. Million. Yeah, great dancer. She's got over 145 million followers on TikTok, 49 million on Instagram. Um, and so she's clearly a huge, huge star. Her mom, though, is actually pretty famous herself, got 10 million followers on TikTok. Uh, but the, and they will not be competing together. Let me make that clear. This is they will both just be on the show, have their own dancing partners. Um, but will this be the first like mother daughter? combination on the show i don't think i've ever seen this no i i listen i'm not a dance with the stars historian but there's i can't imagine i can't think of any time there's ever been something like this done charlie is an incredible dancer she's a trained dancer like she's pretty Mm -hmm. much a professional dancer so i do find this to be fair i don't find this to be the fair the most fair thing for the other dancers because she is she's that good you know she's had lessons tutoring all that stuff 
but so did Jojo Siwa. Jojo Siwa was a dancer, so I don't know why oh, right. they would allow that, or I would be pissed going against Charlie D'Amelio because there is some money jackpot for the show. Well, well With, not only that, half of that show is literally about just getting people to vote for you. Yeah. And when you have 147 million people at your fingertips that you can say, vote for me, like, how would she not win? Well, I, you know, I think Disney had to have paid them a lot of money because they need those people to go on to Disney Plus to, you know, this is a big season for them. They're going to see if people are actually going to tune in to Disney Plus to watch Santa's Star. So they need to get that star power. Charlie obviously has that that social following that people like they're hoping, hey, some of that audience will kind of go over to Disney Plus and watch her. It's going to be pretty, it's going to be an interesting season. Crazy. Number right. eight. Number eight, Tommy Lee says he posted <laughs> that naked photo while he was on a bender. <laughs> I thought that's been his career as a bender. Yeah, did you see that photo of uh, him on Twitter that yes, he posted? him just full wanging it out. I think we talked about it a couple weeks ago on uh, on the Raw Rundown. Uh, but he was just saying, "Look, I, you know, we took a break, and I." He said, "I let me let me actually say the quote." He said. We had like a two-week break of the tour, and I went on a motherfucking bender, bro. I got fucking sideways and fucking got naked and posted pictures of my penis. End quote. <laughs> it's great. I mean, listen, it's Tom. It's that's. It's cool when Tom. It's cool if Tommy Lee does that, but if Machine Gun Kelly does, it's like, uh, it's a little weird. It's I don't know. Wiener picks are kind of weird. Either way, though, like yeah, but Tommy Lee's weird. is famous, man. Tommy Lee's Tommy Lee's got a famous penis. You know, he does he was, have probably one of the most famous ones in the world. And yeah. what I thought was funny was his wife Brittany Furlon uh, commenting on the post. What she said that was the only thing that made me feel like this was a whole plan thing because why wouldn't she just call him and say, "Hey, sweetheart, um, little Tommy is." on Instagram. Can we pull that down, please? Well, you know, at the end of the day, it's like, it's up there. And as soon as it goes up, people are screenshotting it. So then you look like more of an idiot if you delete it, which he might have. I don't even know. I haven't really checked this. I saw the Instagram photo. Pulled that or, down. I'm sorry. Instagram, Instagram was like, no, no, no. Yeah, but people are already screenshotting. So it's oh, already 100%. out there. Yeah, that was done. It's just funny for him that he thought on a bender, this is what I need to do. I need to show the world my my ding dong again. All yeah. Right, let's move on. I can only talk about his wiener for so long. All right. Number seven. Number seven. Oh, this is crazy. Harvey Weinstein uh, looks like he will be going to appeals court to try to overturn that 2020 sex crime conviction. Uh, so the highest court has agreed to hear Harvey Weinstein's appeal. Uh, he wants to challenge the 2020 conviction of the sex crimes. And um, they... Um, I guess one of the judges said, okay, because if you remember, they felt that the judge um, kind of like had it out for Harvey. And they also found out that one of the jurors on his case had written a book. Some, there was like a, a book about, oh God, what was it about? Um, bad evidence over, what the hell was it? I feel so stupid. I can't think of the name of this book. I'm going to think of it. Tell me your ideas on him going back to court and possibly getting this thing turned around. Dude, it's wild. I mean, it's you always hear like the appeals they don't get approved and for this appeal to actually go through, you wonder if what his lawyers did to pull oh, just his to- lawyers are like please 
please judge, take this case on because we are going to get paid another $10 million in lawyer's fees from this man. Like they know he's not getting out of jail. You know, he was accused of basically performing oral sex on an actress um, and then uh, rape alleged, I, I don't want like basically raping another woman. And so uh, I think his lawyers are like, yeah, let's just keep racking up the bill here. And by the way, that juror had written a book involving predatory men. So they're basically saying that juror should have been dismissed. So between that and the overwhelming, they said, quote unquote, bad evidence, uh, they felt that he needed a, a retrial. So I, I don't think it's going to turn out any different than what it already has. And he's clearly a, a gross old man. So you know what, dude? Have fun. Yeah, Sitting he's, in jail. I don't think it's... The lawyers are just like, we're going... We're just trying to earn money. I'm surprised they're able to get the appeal. Um, but I'm also knowing that, hey, we're going to get paid. And Harvey's like, listen, I'm just trying to... I'm. It's sad to say this, but it's not, but it is, that he's never getting out. So what are you going to do with that money? You might as well spend on your lawyers to throw one more Hail Mary. Yeah. All right, number six. Number six, former playmate Holly Madison described her sex life with Hugh Hefner as hell and traumatic. So her and Bridget Marquette, you know, from the the TV show, they are now starting their own podcast called Girls Next Level. And during the first episode, dove deep into their sex life with Hef, what it was like their first time, Uh, basically said that he wouldn't move. He would be like a bump on the log in the middle of the bed. And this was one of her first sexual experiences with him. And basically that uh, she just wanted to get it over as quickly as possible. But what was crazy was they got into how there would be a lot of people in the room and how this would be super embarrassing and their levels of tension among the women in the room. And she said, look, I I can't explain to you guys how embarrassing this whole routine was, especially when we got down the road, we would be, there'd be a lot of conflict with the other girls, which I can imagine because they were like the head three girls, but everyone was kind of still coming in and out of the mansion. She said, you would literally be sitting there naked, having sex in in front of a group of people who hate you and talk shit about you while you're having sex and you can hear it. And it just is like hell. Um, I have not personally listened to this episode, but I'm going to go listen to this episode. (laughs) Yeah, I listened to their episode on uh, Juicy Scoop uh, Mm -hmm. with Heather McDonald. And it was, I mean, this was the interview that you've always wanted to hear with the Playmates. Like, I want to hear what really goes on. Mm -hmm. I'm surprised that Hugh didn't make them sign an NDA so, like, they can say these stories. Now, again, Hugh... Well, Hugh Hefner's obviously dead, but I'm surprised they're still able to say these stories because, you know, it doesn't make the Playboy brand, it doesn't put them in the best light. No, the Playboy uh, brand has been out of the light for a while. Still, there's, you know, the, the, the sons are still alive. There's still money there. There is some value to it. So I'm surprised they're able to say these stories about Hugh. Um, I did find it interesting. Bridget said, she was like, listen, you know, we would all kind of run train on Hugh Hefner mm-hmm. and you know the goal was to be the first one because you don't want to go on him after four of the girls did and he had like they would have a doctor in house mm-hmm. so you wanted to make sure everyone was clean but you always want to be like the first girl you don't want to be in the middle of the end because after he was just on all these girls and allegedly you there was no condoms so wow it's crazy 
Yeah. Crazy, crazy. So go listen then, to their podcast. And then also, it he talked like about on the Juice Scoop. They also talked about how it, they still had in the Playboy Mansion. They had what was the drug in Wolf of Wall Street that like um, uh, qu- Quaaludes. 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 Yeah, like somehow like Hugh still had Quaaludes like around, and people were taking Quaaludes, which I thought was just wild. But wow. yeah. This is before Wolf of Wall Street, you know, before it was popular, but I didn't even know you could even <laughs> still get that. Before it was them. popular. I'm pretty sure it was popular before Wolf of Wall Street. We just weren't born yet. <laughs> yeah, that is true. That is true. <laughs> Wild thing. Check out that interview. Um, all right. Number five. Number five. Wow. This uh, this drama between Olivia Wilde and Jason Sudeikis continues on. Uh, basically, she did a whole interview with Variety where she described what he did to her by serving her papers on stage as a as basically vicious and trying to sabotage her in the middle of a presentation. You know, they do have two children together and that she said that she wasn't surprised that it happened, which, I mean, that's pretty bad. Um, basically saying that... I hated that this nastiness distracted from the work of so many different people in the studio that I was up there representing. She said, uh, you know, basically to try to sabotage that was really vicious, but I had a job to do and I'm not easily distracted. But you know, sadly, it was not something that was entirely surprising to me. I mean, there's a reason that I left the relationship. Ooh. Ooh. Burn. Burn. That's a burn. And for a while, it seemed like, you know, Jason really tried to separate himself from this saying, oh, I I had no idea. I would never do that to her when we were calling bullshit from the beginning. Like, absolutely, he had to have known. And she kind of backed that up. And she said, the amount of levels that you had to go through to be in this room, COVID tests, numerous wristbands to get past the different levels of security to get to where she was, it was clearly an inside job, and I think that's what she's really pissed about is that that and then on top of it, she said that the only people who really are going to suffer from this whole thing are my kids because they're going to have to see that they see that that they shouldn't ever have to know that happened to me. So, um, you know, she she's pissed and uh, I think she's trying to take him down with her. Yeah, I, I don't I don't see Jason Sudeikis publicly responding to this because he already took an L when he did that one move that kind of obviously given her the lawsuit and kind mm-hmm. of it failed on him. You know, like he just it didn't look it wasn't a good uh, it wasn't a good look for him. No, you know, and I, what are you supposed to do? You're already in the you already have the L. You're not going to keep picking up other L's. You look like an asshole. So. Um, Dude, just wild. It's wild that this divorce is becoming very public. I didn't think it was going to come to this, but I didn't either. But you know, you know that it's it's because Harry Styles is in the picture. Yeah, if He's Harry mad. wasn't here, I don't think he would be as mad as he is. Yeah, I'm with you. I get it. Okay. All right, number four. Number four. Britney Spears deleting Instagram. Again, so she again. is choosing, again. She is choosing happiness, according to her. So she she deleted her Instagram page. This is not the first time she's deleted her Instagram page, and she immediately went over to Twitter, which I think is funny. Like it's literally the same shit. <laughs> you yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, well, why delete one social media and just go to another to talk about it? She said, "I'm learning every day is a clean slate to try to be a better person and do what makes me happy." Yes, I chose happiness today. I tell myself every day to let me let go of the hurt and bitterness and try to forgive myself and others to what may have been hurtful. 
Um, so, you know, she's got 55 million Twitter followers, so she's got quite an audience there. But then she went on to say, I pray there's actually truth to the Holy Spirit, and I hope that the Spirit is with my children as well. Obviously referring to uh, Sean Preston and Jaden James, who there's been a lot of fallout with that relationship and the video that surfaced that KFED posted. And she's had a crazy week, by the way. She's releasing this duet with Elton John called Hold Me Closer, um, which uh, I, I think is going to be huge. You know, and then in the recent weeks, it's been like the end of a conservatorship, a new marriage, the the pregnancy, like, and the loss of the child, and like everything. It's just been nonstop for her. So I can understand if she wants to get off social media for a little bit. I do you think when she gets off social media and she like deletes her Instagram, like, is she delete it totally, or like, does she no, get she just like she's signed back on to get verified? Like, how does it work? No, no, she she definitely. When people do this, they don't, like, delete it. They let maybe delete it off their phone and suspend it. And when you suspend it, it's basically just making it inactive for a short period of time. Or not even a short period of time, as long as you want. And then you go back in and you're like, reactivate, and then all your same followers are there. All your photos go back up. It's all there. It's just hiding, basically. Listen, whatever makes her happy, but it's just... Dude, if I... I know there's I, some mental health deact- involved. If I deactivated my Instagram, people wouldn't even notice. <laughs> <laughs> no, they'd be like, dude, I'm yeah, I know. It's crazy that you know what's so funny? It's like it's so, I I unfollowed someone recently on Instagram. Oh, that's and like a, I don't know what happened. Blow. Like literally I just didn't feel like following it, dude. Like he was just corny and he posted too much. I was like, all right, this is not healthy for me. And eight hours later it hit me up. He's like, Hey man, really? You, you unfollowed me? I was like, you How'd you know? In eight hours? Yeah, I was like, how'd you know? But I was just like, oh, sorry, I don't run my social media. Someone else does. Dude, people take that shit real serious. They do. Uh, I just didn't respond. I was is, like, yeah, that friendship's over. That is a, a burn like no one's business. Wow. Yeah. I've gotten called out for that, too. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Number, where are we at? Number three. Number three, Scott Disick and Kimberly Stewart are apparently dating. Um, there's been a lot of romance speculation for them for many, many months. I mean, back as far as, I think she was the first one he was speculated to be dating after him and uh, Courtney broke up, but then he went on to date uh, Sophia Ritchie and a bunch of other people, but now it looks like they are officially a couple, and he's been posting on social media about them. Uh, there was a video of her, with her and Rod Stewart, uh, but they've been friends for years and years and years. Um, they met through Sean Stewart, her brother, and I guess they run in kind of the same friend, a uh, group of friends, and hung out in the same circle. And so they finally hit it off. And I guess gonna see where this goes. You know what? I, I'm I am surprised about this. This is not the usual kind of selection for Scott, as he's usually into younger women. Besides Courtney, mm-hmm. like he's been dating these young stars. But for someone like Kimberly Stewart, it actually makes sense. Like it, it, you know, she's been around, she knows the Hollywood game. She's older, she's wise. Like she's, I'm pretty sure she has a kid with Benicio Del Toro and I could be wrong. I think you're right. Um, um, but it just like, this is a relationship for Scott where it's like, dude, like this is like, it just makes sense. Like it feels like it would be a good fit. I, I, he, They've been around the game for a while where they just understand I feel like he, the business. Like dated and done all stuff. Like it's time to chill. Like there, there has to be a point in your life where you're like, all right. Time to chill. I got a couple kids. My my ex is now married. Like just chill. Yeah, but he's he's not gonna chill. It's the, not good you know, for his Scott's brand, still. Huh? Yeah, it's still good for his brand, but he's still. It's 
you know, he's still getting paid for nightclub appearances. He still likes that lifestyle of going 100 miles an hour and kind of being somewhat of a playboy. And when I mean a playboy, not like hooking up with girls, but like he hangs out in that scene. He's still going out at night to like the cool spots, like in Miami. Like he still wants to be seen. And I'm just, but again, I think it's a good pick for him. All right, next one. Number Number two. two, We talked about him earlier, Sylvester Stallone. Uh, You know, him and Jennifer Flavin, this report came out this week that they are getting a divorce, but then it just spawned into a hundred other stories about how there was an alleged report that the dog, his dog, was really the cause to the end of the marriage because he wanted a dog, she didn't. Well, he addressed that, said, no, this has nothing to do with the dog. Yes, we've had some disagreements over the dog, but no, that is not the reason our marriage ended. And there was a report that actually he was blindsided by uh, her filing, which I thought was really interesting. I think I read that on page six. Um but what was really interesting is, you know, he had this big tattoo of her face on his shoulder, and he got it covered up with a picture of his dog. <laughs> the, yeah. I mean, like, what? That's, so, that's so ballsy. I, At this age, you're still covering up no, tattoos. But he, he said that he went to go get her face touched up, and it went wrong, so he ended up just doing the dog on top of it. But that, I'm sorry, that's kind of a dig to get a dog's face over your wife's face. Yeah. And so I think that I think something happened bigger. And the reason I say this was because a lot of people around them were also blindsided by this whole divorce, saying that he's been filming a new show or movie and that she's been coming out to see him because it's been out of town and they've been totally seeming fine. And then all of a sudden, boom, she files for divorce. Something must have happened. Something weird happened. Something we're not hearing the whole story, and I don't know if we'll hear the whole story because it's so inside, like the internal stuff. Unless one of them kind of becomes public about it, or you know, someone kind of speaks up, or maybe when it goes to court, that we start to learn some things. But something definitely something big happened. happened, and it happened. Like I'm not saying either one of them cheated, but this to me screams cheating. In the orders, it's like they go from being in love. To filing for divorce. I mean, something must have happened. Okay, let's get on to number one because this number story one is crazy. <laughs> but Nick Cannon set to welcome his ninth child. My God. It's Dude, it, he's just, yeah, has this become like a PR stunt? Yeah, but you don't want to make this a PR son. These are human lives here. Um, so he posted on social media. It was a whole photo, a maternity photo shoot. Um, he is having this uh, child with model Brittany Bell. Uh, they already have two other children together. So this is the third children, child with Brittany Bell. They also have a son named Golden and a daughter named Powerful Queen. And uh, they had a maternity shoot. And so he then displayed it to the world. She's got her big old belly. And... Yeah, I mean, there's nothing else to say other than this is his ninth child. And, you know, he's said a couple times that he wants to bring as many kids into the world as possible. But, I mean, how many paychecks are you going to have, bro, to be able to afford all these I children? I don't know where the money's go- Like, wh- I, I, honestly, I don't. I, yes, he has wild and out that's been on TV for a while. But does he really have that much money coming in to afford nine well, kids? Well, like, I know like, he I doesn't know have people- to obviously worry about uh, Monroe and Moroccan because... Their mom is Mariah Carey. It's Mariah Carey. But he does have a newborn son named Legendary Love. 
And then uh, that's with Brie Tessie. And Twins, Zion and Zillin with DJ Abby De La Rosa. And I, I was just like, jeez, it's nonstop. Because each mom, you have to pay some of the yes. moms, right? You pay child like, support. So you're, not, you're paying child support. So you're paying the moms, but also paying to support the kids. And they're going to ask for, you know, obviously the best schooling, the best food, the best formula, which is hard to get. So it's, I, I just don't understand at this point. Like, it's a, is it a PR thing? And then I would actually be curious if he had a show, if his show didn't get canceled, I, I, I would have to pitch a great stunt for the show for him to test out a sperm and to see Cody how... Is like pony is yeah i mean clearly he is i would say like you know what's funny is we we talk all about this i don't even know who he's with like is he with britney bell right now or not because he's clearly they have three kids together but he's had other kids with other women in the meantime so like i i don't even know what his relationship status with is with anyone that's uh I don't want that kind of drama in my life. Hell no. Yeah, that's it just Dude, sounds I just, exhausting. I spent the day it's at, like it's just never ends. Some soccer practice. I've got two kids and like that's a lot of work. Being a coach on a soccer team, like imagine having nine children. Hoo-wee. Yeah, that's not even having assistance is still like I, I don't get it. I don't get it. Anyway, that's our top 10 stories of the week. Thank you guys for listening. Make sure you check out Wednesday's episode. We had uh, the Suns writer, uh, uh, Jessica Fent, who is, it's an unbelievable interview. She goes in. We learn a lot about The View, about Hoda and Savannah, about their feud, and also Wendy Williams. She tells a Wendy Williams story that will blow your mind. Follow us on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, Twitter, Ron at all. Instagram, it's Hollywood Raw Pod. Uh, we're also on YouTube where you can see a video portion of the podcast. Find me at, at Adam Glynn, G L Y N. Find Dax Holt at, at Dax Holt. And, oh, and thank you way, guys our, for listening. Our private Facebook group on, uh, uh, on Facebook uh, is awesome. A lot of people have been joining it. We've been having a lot of fun discussions off the podcast about different random things. Adam posts all kinds of fun content in there. You know, just things that he's saying and seeing on a daily basis that we're not talking about here on the podcast itself. So please go go to Facebook, find Hollywood Raw, and then when you're on that page, there will be a link to our private Facebook group called Off the Record, and you'll have to answer two questions to get accepted in there. Uh, but we have a lot of fun, so please come join us. And uh, and yeah, and that's it. And leave us a review. I know we always ask for it, but if you can stop by iTunes, scroll down to the bottom of the page, leave us a five-star review. It means a lot to us, and hopefully we'll be able to read it at the beginning of the next show. That's it. Bye. Thank you, guys. See you guys later. A Huda Media Production.